My topic is 21st century marketing, how to use the internet to grow your practice. You could have chosen a couple other courses, one on Vivera Retainers. There's actually a course by David Gates on IPR. There's also a course on the Outcome Simulator and one on Anterior Open Bytes. But my course is actually the only course that I give you the education and tools to help grow your practice. And that's what we're going to be doing today is helping you make more money. I do want to point out, though, that education without action is only entertainment. And why do I state that? Because I'm going to give you a, an action-packed hour presentation on marketing, but only 2% of the people I speak to in the room are actually going to do what I say. So I'm going to entertain you, but you have to have action to get things done. So that's a key point to remember as we go through. Dentists can't just be dentists. They also have to be marketers. I know there's every, most people in the room would just love to get in the office, drill and fill and bill, and walk away. It doesn't work that way unless you work for somebody. If you own your own office, you have to market your practice. You have to do the billing, but marketing is such a key important part that if you don't do, you won't, will struggle to be successful. So before we begin, I want everybody to clear their minds. I want everybody to kind of close their eyes for a second and clear it, because for the next hour, I'm going to take you on a wild and fast ride through the world of internet marketing. There's a big shift in marketing. There's a paradigm shift in the way we do things now, and I'm going to give you all those things you need to know. Many of you are already behind the eight ball and are still marketing in the caves, as many of you are doing that. You guys need to be in social media and many other things, and I'm going to give you those, that information. I'm going to give you the foundation and the building blocks, as well as the power tools that are required in the world, world of internet marketing. And I'll tell you, we have 200 slides in this hour presentation. We were actually at one hour in the earlier session, so I will ask you to do me a favor, hold all your questions till the end. Write them down. I'm not going anywhere. I'm here today. I'm here tomorrow. As he said, I'll be in the Innovation Center. I can talk to anybody, personalize stuff for them, but I would prefer you hold off your, all your questions till the end because I won't get it done in time. The future, I want you to look towards the future. I want you to forget about the past and the present. You've got to look towards the future. But I want to warn you, your head is going to spin at the end of the session and during the session. I'm going to warn you, you will. But you will also run into speed bumps during your process. Now, I put this slide up because I wanted to tell you Rome wasn't built in today, and this takes time. The things that I'm going to be telling you I've been doing for five or six years in my office. It doesn't happen, I get new patients. But patience is a virtue. And if you are patient with your marketing, the new patients are going to flock to your office, like they are flocking to my office right now. So just a, bit, a little bit of Invisalign information about myself. I was certified in 2007 by Dr. David Gates, who's speaking in other, other, other rooms. I became a preferred provider in 2010. I didn't do that many cases. In 2010, I started internet marketing fully. Took traditional marketing and said goodbye, and went fully 100% on the internet in 2010. In 2011 and 2012, I was a premier provider, and in 2013, I became an elite provider only because I didn't have enough cases before, and I reached the, the case mark. So here's my case lift. I was trained in 2007. I started zero cases in 2007 because I didn't know what I was doing. 2008, I had seven. 2009, I had 14. And then there's a big jump from 14 to 52 for two reasons. One was internet marketing, and one was attending the GP Forum in Palm Beach, Florida, where I learned a tremendous amount and had a huge success right after that. 2011, I had 112. 2012, I had 119 last year. 
And then this year, I'm a little, actually, it's been a little slower than normal, Invisalign-wise. I'm at 38, but I have an enormous Invisalign day scheduled for Wednesday. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that when we talk about social media. And I've got about 23 people signed up for that right now. So that number should grow pretty quickly. So I mentioned about marketing starting in 2010. So I want to show you the marketing effect on my office. In 2010, my production was up 50% from 2009, and my collection was up 40% from 2000, uh, collection was up 40%. In 2011, my production was up 30% from 2010. So in 2011, I did $2.34 million in dentistry in my office, one doctor, two hygienists, three and a half days a week. 2012, I did $2.46 million in dentistry, same exact, seven employees. 2013, I'm about 1.12 year to date as of yesterday. So I've got the numbers to prove I know what I'm doing. In 2009, I had 278 new patients. Raise your hand if you'd be happy with 278 new patients in a year in your offices. Most offices would be happy. It's about 20, 25 a month. Well, I wasn't happy. 2010, I had 768 new patients. 2011, 762 new patients. 2012, 780 new patients. And this year, 368 new patients as of yesterday. So we have a ton of new patients coming through our office. So I hope I have your attention now, and Chuck Norris wants your attention too. So pay attention to what I'm saying, because I know what I'm talking about. There's a new direction. I'm going to give you that new direction. And that new direction starts off with SOLOMO. SOLOMO stands for Social, Local, and Mobile. And this is the new direction that you need to be looking at. We're going to talk about a lot more today, but this is the direction we're heading. Social, Local, and Mobile. And it's the future. So this is very important stuff we're going to be talking about. So this is our agenda for today. We're going to start talking about 21st century marketing. We're going to start ta talking about website design, some SEO. We're going to talk about, a little bit about local search, online reputation, which I think is so important, social media, and mobile media. This is our agenda for today. We, I give you a ton of content in this seminar, okay? But I also want to point out that content is king for Google. You want to dominate Google, you need to provide Google with the content necessary to rank you higher in the ratings. I call it Google juice, and that's what you need. You need the juice to feed to Google to raise your ranking. So we're going to give you a lot of Google juice today. And remember, Google's always watching you, and I'm not talking about spying on you. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about them watching what you're doing and placing on the Internet, finding information about you and your business and your reputation. Google's always watching what's being done. So, can anybody tell me, and people who've seen me before, please don't answer, what the primary goal of marketing is? Primary goal of marketing? Attract new patients. Wrong. Next one. What's that? Bringing new patients to your office? No. Add to your reputation? No. Not branded? Yeah, who said that? Money. There you go. So, it's not to attract new patients. It's not to have brand recognition. See, I knew what you guys were going to say. It's not to do more Invisalign. It's not cosmetic dentistry. It's to make more money. Who in this room would not want to make more money? Raise your hand if you don't want to make more money. Come on, raise it up. Nobody. Why doesn't anybody raise their hand? Because we all want to make more money. That's why you want to market your practice. I call it the three-legged stool. There's three types of marketing. External marketing, internal marketing, and digital marketing. And we're going to focus this entire seminar on digital marketing. Not that the other two are not important. There's a lot of gurus out there that love internal marketing. I like digital marketing. So marketing is not advertising. It cannot be used interchangeably. 
They're two different terms. It's not a system you place, it's not a, uh, excuse me, a one-time event or an idea. It's a system you put into place. It needs a fully funded budget that cannot be set up and forgotten. There's no silver bullet. It's not an easy fix. This is like, like a big deal. This has to be managed and monitored by somebody in your office or you hire somebody and it needs a fully funded budget, which is about 6% of your collections. So you need to make sure that this is what you're paying attention to. Traditional marketing. So let's see. We have a smaller audience today. Raise your hand if you're still advertising in the yellow pages. Come on, raise them up. Let's see them big. Raise them up. Big, big, big. Come on, don't be embarrassed. Got a couple people doing it. Well, only 14% use it. So that's good that you're not using it because only 14%. I don't want to be anywhere where there's only 14% of the people. Direct mail. Who's doing direct mail in their office? Direct mail. Well, most are never even opened by the recipient. Okay, I never tried direct mail. I've had colleagues have tried it. Has not worked as well. Newspaper industry, advertising in newspapers. Newspaper industry is down, big time. 24 of the top 25 newspapers saw a decrease in subscriptions last year. The only one that went up, anybody can guess? Wall Street Journal, because it's about money. No, I'm just joking. Um, and then magazines, magazine advertising. I used to do a ton of it, and I'm not doing anything anymore. Most magazines are now going to digital format. They're not even doing the print magazine. So advertising traditionally is going, going, and gone. Out with the old and in with the new. So we used to have the yellow pages, and now we have Google. So if you do not use Google for your search engine, please raise your hand. Who do you use? No, 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 that's not the question. Yes. Who else raised your hand? Who do you use? That's a, that's a browser. That's not... Yeah, no, but... The, okay, well, yes. Um, <laughs> excuse me. 99% and it's proof in this room use Google, you need to be there. Everybody used to have billboards. Now your online billboard is your website. Not, many people are not using billboards anymore. You know, sharing information or sharing reputation between two co-workers at work was the way it used to be. Now it's shared by millions and millions of people online via online reputation. Di uh, printed, printed brochures are now being replaced by digital signage. This is in my waiting room. It's a great way to tell patients about what you're offering them without handing them a brochure. Old school advertising is dead. Everybody has to welcome, get on their social media bandwagon. So how important is the opportunity you guys got right now? So 59% of Americans adults use online resources to obtain health information every single day. Over 75% indicate internet resources are more trustworthy than family, friends, coworkers, and television. That's crazy numbers. 81% of Americans between 30 and 41 are online every single day, and that's our key demographic. Nearly 70% of health searchers use search engines such as Google, Yahoo, and Bing to find health information. 85% of local searchers will follow up with a phone call, an email, or visit a listing that stands out the best. And that's the key here. You need to stand out the best. And we're a highly targeted audience. If someone's typing in, you know, Invisalign Dentist Philadelphia, they're not looking for implants. They're looking for Invisalign. You need to be there for them. So how do I do it in my office? This is kind of my blueprint or my template. Superior customer service and a great patient experience. I don't have time to talk about that today. That's at my full day seminars, which will be coming to a city near you soon, hopefully. But um, we like to wow our patients, and that's what really gets them to come back. An interactive website well positioned on Google and other search engines, and that's via SEO. We'll talk about that as well. A well-established and nurtured online reputation visible during local search, a huge topic we're going to talk about. A well-branded social media campaign, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, blog, Pinterest, etc., and mobile marketing. That's how I do it in my office.
So welcome to 21st century marketing. So let's start off with a website. It's your online billboard. It's the face of your practice. It is your marketing hub. It is where you need to send every single patient or every single prospective patient to to find out a gamut of information about you, your team, your practice, everything. Every single practice has one, should have one. Is there anybody, any office in this room or any person in this room that does not have a website yet? One person. Well, the statistics don't show that, and I'll show you that in a second. It's the single best investment I've ever made in my entire life. I've done two website redesigns. I've spent about seven or $8,000, and over the last five years, it's brought in over $2 million in my practice in just, in just website traffic. And it's constantly being updated and changed, which is very important, and I'll show you that a little later. But see, look here, 63% of dentists do not have a website. And this has been verified a number of times by a number of different sources. I don't believe it's true, but that's what the statistics say. And 25% of those that do, do not show in search results. So you've got a huge opportunity here to dominate your local markets. So four seconds. That's the time you have to actually attract the attention of someone searching or else they're going to leave your website. So you can't have a static site that just sits there and, you know, Joe Schmo Dental Office, nobody's going to come. They're going to leave right away. It's called the bounce. We're not going to have time to talk about that today. But if you get your website statistics from your web designer or your analytic person and you see a very high bounce rate, that's bad. That means people are leaving your site without doing anything. My bounce rate on my site is extremely low. And again, I don't have time to talk about that today, but that's a key statistic to ask your web designer or your Google guy. What is your bounce rate? Low bounce rate is good. High bounce rate is bad. So this is my website. It's been changed a couple times, as I said, but I'm going to point out some key features to it. So the first key feature is that there. That's me. Hi. That's mini-me, I call it. That is called the first impression video. It's filmed on a green screen. I introduce, I say hello, welcome to my office. You know, I go through a minute talk, and then I say there's always never a charge for a consultation. Please give our office a call. A ton of patients say that's the reason they've given my office a call. It creates that warm, fuzzy feeling with the patient before they walk in the door, before they even call you. We also have... Uh, new patient forms, downloadable forms. Great way to only get, not only get patients to your office, but you want them to fill it out ahead, ahead of time. Give me a reason why you want them to fill it out ahead of time. Good job. Yes, it saves time. Yes, his handwriting is not an issue. But if they fill out ahead of time, they're committed to coming to the appointment. I've had hundreds of patients fill it out beforehand, and almost everyone, I, I think it's about 99%, have actually showed for the appointments. So they're committing to coming at that point. Now, my forms, which you have in your packets, make sure you all get a packet. My forms are in there. We have about 20 minutes of forms they have to fill out. So if they spend the time to fill it out, they're coming to their appointment. This is a click-to-call and click-to-text button. People can text us directly from the website. They can actually call the office directly from our mobile site. Our phone rings, their phone rings, boom, we're connected. It just adds a level of, of customer service that the patient appreciates. We also have a live chat feature um, that's online most of the day and allows the patients to chat with not someone in my office, but it's kind of a, just a, a center that takes these chats and forwards it on to our office. Again, we're, we're expend, extending and expanding our customer services. We also have from the desk of Dr. Tao, which allows me on a whim to go onto the site and make changes to it. And I can add anything about this. I just added something about our Invisalign data that's coming up. I'll talk about that in a little later. But this is added very quickly, and it tells Google that you have a current and fresh site. And that's what Google likes to see. It's a fresh site. I, no. um, also, we have an interactive smile gallery. So 
if you have a, um, a specific topic you want to see photos on, this is our Invisalign section, you click on the section and photos pop up showing exactly what they want. So we have one on deep leaching, we have one on um, uh, dentures, implants, whatever you want, we have topics on all of them. All this allows you to do is create trust with your patients. And if a patient trusts you, not only will they call your office and come in, they'll spend money in your office. It's all about creating trust. And having a website like this creates trust between you and your patient. One other feature that I didn't have on here, and I'll point it out to you, is something called a CMS, a content management system. It's basically a way for you to update your site very easily, like a Word document almost, like a word processor. If you lose an employee and you want to take their picture down, you don't have to call your web guy and say, hey, take this down from me, they charge you 100 bucks. They can create a content management system for you that lets you replace the photo with the new employee, change the bio, upload it, and it's done. Content management system. A lot of companies are using that now. Now, people always ask me, you know, what sites would I use, what sites, I, what companies wouldn't I use? I'm going to tell you a couple sites I wouldn't use. I'm not going to go into companies I would use yet. If you want, I, you can come up to me afterwards. But some sites I would not use are OfficeSite and ProSite, Internet Dental Alliance. I don't love Sesame. I know, I know Align does. Um, they're all duplicate canned content. Your neighbor actually can have the same as that content that you have. Google doesn't like that. So those are some companies I would avoid. So when de developing a website, and I've analyzed a ton of websites from my clients, these are some things you want to avoid. So buried contact information. You don't know how many times I go to a website and you don't even have a phone number on the main page above the fold, which is above where the screen is, or the, the, the above the center of the screen, because you want to have this visible. You need people to contact your office. You need to know where they are, where they're coming from, or where they're going to. So you need an address and phone number above the fold on every single web page, every single one, and an email address, ideally. Difficult navigation. There's, you want to make it easy to navigate your site. You don't want to have any hidden information. Clinical photos. You've got to be careful with this. You don't want your photos to look like this. Look how disgusting that looks. You want to think faces and smiles. Do not gross your patients out. No blood, no guts, nothing like that. That's not good. You don't, want to have, you don't want to have a static site. You want there to be interaction, which I already pointed out to you. You, don't want, you want to have dentists and team photos, so not having those is not good either. Having a site that doesn't have those, there's no of that warm, fuzzy feeling. Patients are afraid of the dentist. They don't want to come to you if they don't know who they're dealing with. If you have a photo, a bio, and a name, they feel like you know the person even they, before they walk in. Very, very, very important. Duplicate or canned content. I just talked about this. You don't want to have duplicate content. So any of these sites I just mentioned, or companies I just mentioned, will cause you to have duplicate content because it's a template, cookie-cutter site. Yes, you're going to pay a, a tiny amount of money for it, but Google doesn't like those sites, and you'll never rise in the rankings. Lack of a call-to-action button or make an appointment button. You want to give the person a reason to call. You want them to make an appointment a button very easy. You want them to click it, make an appointment, it gets emailed to you, you call the person. Easy, easy, easy. So important. Music. Oh my God, you don't, there's so many sites you go to and there's blasting music. If someone's at work looking for a dentist and they get to your site and they have their speakers on and everybody knows they're on the internet, that's, they'll, they'll never go back to your site again. They get so embarrassed. So no music on sites. Bad, not good. Using Flash. Slow, that causes sites to slow load and you don't want slow loading sites either. Google doesn't like that. But also, if you don't have a, a mobile dedicated site, and someone comes to your site on a mobile device and you have Flash, it comes up with a screen that you don't want to see, and I'll show it to you later. So no, no Flash on sites either. Slow loading I talked about, no pop-up ads. One of the things I see is there's companies out there that, that do guerrilla marketing, and when you go to their site, a pop-up says, you know, we can send you a free ebook. please put your email address in there. Don't want that either. Get rid of that. 
and broken links. Every link, outgoing link, should have a place to go that's a legitimate link that, that works. Google doesn't like broken links. So these are some common things that I see that you want to avoid. So I know we went very fast through website design, but we've got to go through fast through a lot of these because we just don't have a lot of time. So SEO. I get tons and tons and tons of questions about SEO. It's probably the, one of the most questions I get on this topic. What is SEO? Basically, the process of improving the visibility of a website or web page via natural or organic search results. This is unpaid for. Now, you pay an SEO company, but you, they're not paying Google to raise you up in the rankings. So you're paying for this, but you're not paying Google. The higher a website ranks in the search results, the greater the chance the site will be visited by the searcher. And it's the opposite of search engine marketing, which is search basically using paid AdWords to appear on page one. Now, if you're a new site or don't have a lot of presence on Google and you want to get patients tomorrow, you do search engine marketing. There's a, that's a short-term solution. But the long-term solution is to do SEO. So I'm going to mention both of these. So why do you need SEO? Why do you need to spend on SEO? And SEO is not inexpensive. If someone's charging you $59 a month for SEO, they're not doing anything for you. You're going to pay somewhere from a reputable company probably between $500 and $1,000 a month for proper SEO. So the majority of searchers never click onto second or third page. Results on page one have the greatest chance of success. Your website needs to be on page one in order to be truly successful. And if you spend the money to make a beautiful website, three, four, five thousand dollars Einstein Dental charges you ten grand. But if you, nobody can find it, who cares about the site? The only one who's going to care are your existing patients that you send there. That's not what you want. And Google and other search engines have placed a emphasis on local search, and that's a huge component of SEO. So this is what I, if you can't find your site, it's like, where's Waldo? I mean, I don't know where Waldo is. I still can't find him, but that's what your website's like if you can't be found. That's what it's about. And this is the best quote. The best place to hide a dead body is page two of Google. <laughs> because nobody goes there. So, I mean, that's what it's like. So where do people really click? And this is 100% true. You've got 90% of the clicks that happen right here. This is organic listings. This is at the time called local listings. It's now called Google plus local. And 10% of the clicks happen here and at the bottom of the page. So this is paid. Down here at the bottom of the screen is paid. And this is paid up above here normally. But 90% of the clicks happen right there. So if you are doing AdWords, and I think AdWords work, you want to ask the company the first question is, where are my ads going to appear? And if they say, well, they may appear at the top, hang up on them. They have to appear on the top or nobody's going to click on them. This is why. Everybody looks here. This is eye tracking. This is the heat tracker. So everybody looks here, only a couple people look here, and very few people click down here. And I don't have enough room, but it goes on and on and on, where you've got less and less on the first page. Click-through rates for the, from positions. So position one gets a 42% click-through rate. That's where you want to be. Position two, three, and four combined is less than 42%. And if you go past 10, which is, I think there's seven, seven listings on the first page, you're at 3%. Anything less is a little less than that, unless they go to page two. So you need to be on page one. It's very difficult to be position one, but you want to be as high on the page as possible. So let's talk about there's three aspects or three types of SEO. There's black hat, which you want to avoid. There's gray hat, and there's white hat. White hat is what you want. Gray hat you don't want. Uh, excuse me, black hat you don't want, and gray hat somewhere in the middle. So let's talk about each of these. 
So you hire a company, and you can't just say, do you do black hat SEO? They're going to say, they're gonna say well, no, of course not. But they do. So white hat SEO, selecting proper keywords. Philadelphia Invisalign Dentist. Philadelphia Dentist. Philadelphia Cosmetic Dentist. Those are proper keywords. Creating great, relevant, and fresh content. Very, very important. Creating relevant links. So you want, you want links, you want backlinks, but they have to be legitimate links that actually go somewhere. Google doesn't like link farms. And the one key thing that people forget about is long-tail keywords, which is actually 75% of the searches that are happening are long-tail keywords. And I'll show you what that is in a second. But again, content is king. And this is what long-tail keywords are. So one-word phrases have a high cost and high, comp and, and high search. Dentist, you know, uh, orthodontist, but they're too expensive and not worth spending the money to be there. When you go to three-word phrases like dentist in Philadelphia or Philadelphia Invisalign dentist, you have a little less of a cost, but a little less search. But when you get to these long keywords, 75% of the keywords actually happen here. Well, 75% of the searches actually happen here that are more descriptive. Those are the ones that you want to focus on. You'll have a little less search, but you have a far less cost involved. So uh, search frequency, you want to have these long-tail keywords. So ask your SEO person about long-tail keywords. What to avoid? Black hat stuff. This is bad. Keyword stuffing. Overusing keywords. I'm actually going to show you a slide in a second to show what this means. You want to avoid this. Creating link farms. I just talked about this. Link farms are basically a page that just has links on it. Google knows those sites and will penalize you for having link farms. Spamming social media and blogs with a link to your website. So these SEO people will go on every blog out there that are unrelated to dentistry and make some stupid comments and put your link to your website. Google doesn't like that either. Posting negative reviews about a competitor happens all the time. That's not good either. And these can all get you banned or blacklisted or, or you know, Google, they'll throw you into the black hole, you'll never come out. So you've got to be real careful here. So this is keyword stuffing. This isn't dentistry related, but you can see this is a Vermont maple syrup company. And look at all the Vermont maple syrup everywhere across the site. This is keyword stuffing. Google doesn't like this. So if you were to do Philadelphia dentist, doing Philadelphia dentistry, Philadelphia Invisalign, Philadelphia root canals, you know, that's not good. You don't want that. You have to be grammatically correct as well. But these are some tips to get you to the right SEO person and ask them some of these questions. And if they're hesitant, they don't know how to answer it, hang up on them. So this is Invisalign Dentist Philadelphia. This is a long, uh, long tail keyword. Here's my actual paid listing right here. I'm at the top of the listings here. And of course, I'm in the listings here as well. I've got my headshot and I've got um, 95 Google reviews. I rank very highly for this in Philadelphia, which is why I do a ton of Invisalign. I get a ton of Invisalign through this search. So one of the, I talked about Google Juice. One of the best ways to get Google Juice, which most people don't know about, is by doing, oops, sorry, which is by doing press releases. Press releases are a great way to add content. Like I said, great for Google Juice. It gets word about something newsworthy about your practice. They're free, which is great. And there's two sites I use, prlog.org and 1888pressrelease.com. They're free, which I said. They rank very quickly. And what's even better is you can track to see how many people are viewing it. So when I reached a lead provider in 2013, I put out a press release. Here's a press release, uh, March 26, 2013, and in two weeks, 1,000 people had read that press release. And it was ranking on page two of Google. 
So this is good stuff. It's free. You can't beat that. So let's now turn our attention to a local search. And local search, in my mind, is getting found. And you need to get found by prospective patients. And this is a major focus of SEO now, is local search. Um, and it, it wouldn't be local search without our friend Google. And Google is the king, and Google needs to be paid attention to. So check this out. I've been thinking about the market lately. Uh, my broker says now's a good time to look into tax-free income. What's your broker say? Well, my broker's E.F. Hutton, and E.F. Hutton says... When E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. So who remembers that commercial? That was from the you know, 70s, early 80s. I remember that growing up. But in my mind, when Google talks, we need to listen. That's what it's about. You need to listen to what Google says. So there's simply not enough room for everyone in local search. And not paying attention or not taking action will actually be detrimental to your business. And I will tell you, I will use the word detrimental to your business one other time a little bit later, but you need to pay attention to this stuff. It's like Googleopoly. There's only like seven places on page one other than paid listings to be. And it's very expensive. It's like Boardwalk and Park Place on the Monopoly board. That's where you want to be. You make the most money that way. So Google search represents 68% of computers, but 95% of mobile devices. This is a typical response plan of when someone's searching on the internet for a dentist. So they type in dentist Las Vegas, and hopefully you are there and your competitors are there, and they like you, they like your website, you have an interactive website, they go, wow, and Dr. Tao is great, let's check what they say about him. They check out your review sites, and they go to your Facebook and social media, they decide that you, they, they want to be your, your patient. They come into your business, they're impressed by your team, you give them a wow experience, and they leave and they spend money, and then it cycles through again when they refer patients to you. This is a typical response plan. But guess what? If you aren't here, it doesn't exist. So you need to be found. Nine out of ten people search for a dentist online, but guess what? Most of the time, they have no idea of your name or business name. Now, who knows your name and business name? Existing patients and patients that are referred directly to you. Other than that, nobody knows who you are. So you need to be found. So in essence, Google is your homepage. You have a phone number, your location, your website, the complaints, the reviews. It equals your reputation. So you need to have a ton of information available for prospective searchers. There's a book called Google, and they have something called What the Google, and I love this, Google Distraction Disorder, GDD. It's actually a disorder that they have where they basically have so much information that's not necessarily yours, and you want them to focus on you and your practice. So this is, again, this is Invisalign Philadelphia. This is a little bit of an, uh, an older slide, but again, there's 106 Google reviews, and there is my headshot. Um, this is what stands out on this one page, is my headshot. And this is the new SEO, this is new local SEO. It's called Google Authorship. So again, you need to call your SEO people, your web guy, and say, hey, I want my face on, my, on, my, uh, on all my uh, listings on the internet. This, anything you put out there, your blog posts, your website stuff, will have your headshot next to it because you're, you sign up for Google Authorship. There are, a lot of these companies have no idea what this is. If you call your SEO company, he has no clue on this, hang up on him, <laughs> because he should know this stuff. I mean, this is not brain surgery. But this basically takes, takes ownership to anything that you put out there. Google authorship. So talking about Google wouldn't be complete 
without talking about their key component, which is Google plus local. So it, your listing is critical for local search. Your old five-star reviews have been converted. Your listing is indexed more heavily by reviews. So re reviews have become such a huge component of this. And we'll talk about online reputation in a few minutes. Your Google Zagat score, which is a new score, will actually influence buyers. And obtaining reviews in Google is difficult manually. And I'll give you some tips on that a little bit later. So this is, I hope Dr. Um, Corrigan is not in the room, but this, th this is her listing. And there's nothing on it. There's no photos. There's no videos. She doesn't have a score yet because she only has four reviews. This is what you want your listing to look like. This is my listing. Here's my team. Hi, team. Uh, there's one more added to this that she's not in here yet. Uh, but you have photos. You have videos. You have reviews. You can see here. Here's these are my patients with their photo leaving what I would call a novel. These aren't one-liners to my Google Places page because we have changed our culture in the office about online reputation. This is what it looks like when you type in my zip code, dentist19116, and this is the first thing you should do. You want to see what things look like. Here I am, right? Right here, top of the page. This is not paid. This is maps. Here's my listing here. Look at all the real estate I have on, on the first page. Now, you have my headshot, of course. You'll see that a lot today. But you, when you see this, see inside, check this out. This is a brand new feature. One of the best things you can do for your practice is this. Google will create a virtual tour of your office so prospective patients can actually come in open up your door and walk through your office. I mean, you can see things on the wall. You can actually zoom in and read what these things say on your wall. They don't go into your bathrooms. They don't go into your private office. But there's my iTero. You can go buy one if you want. It's a great, great thing to have. But you can check out everything on the wall. There's, the, there's an article about me. There's my team up there. They, blo they block out all the faces, too, so nobody knows who it is in case someone leaves. But this is an amazing opportunity to show prospective patients about your office. Google will actually give it to you to put on your website, and guess what it costs? It's $500. It's one of the best $500 you'll ever spend. It's called Google Virtual Business Tour. Now you're going downstairs to my lower level. So unbelievable opportunity here. Now, if you don't have an office you want to show off, don't get this. So there's some breaking news. There are three new features about Google that I want to point out to you. So there's a new Google Maps. There's, Google has now reverted back to a five-star rating, believe it or not, so they've eliminated some of the Zagat stuff. And some of you may not see this yet because it's rolling out slowly. And they have a Google local carousel, so I'm going to show you what this is. So this is what the new maps look like. So these are all the dentists in my zip code. There I am here. But it shows where everybody is, and when you scroll over it, this huge thing pops up that shows all about your business. This is a new way it looks. Here's the, there's a five-star rating now again. So they've got rid of Zagat, and they've gone back to because people were confused. So this is what it looks like. And then this, in certain industries, is the new way Google is going to start looking for local search. So this is uh, Atlantic City Hotels. They have an image, and they have information about each of the businesses. This has not come to dental yet, but I at least wanted to alert you to it, that because of this, it's very visual. Okay? And 42, they, I think they um, checked 1,000 or asked 1,000 people or... or, or checked 1,000 clicks, and 42% of them actually clicked up here with a new carousel. And you can see this from your eye tracks. Most people are looking up here now. So you want your listing to stand out the best visually now to be clicked on. That's what this points out to you. So how do you control the Google monster? You want to influence the content associated to your business. You want to get your local listing optimized, like I showed you before. You want to push happy clients to review you, and we'll talk about that in reputation management. 
and you don't want to subscribe to sites that advertise on the page, which I wouldn't worry about at this point. This is a very complicated local search system. All of these sites somehow talk to Google, right here. All of these sites do. These are known as citations, and it's very important. Not this citation, though. So what is a citation? A citation are listings or mentions of your website or other web pages. They are act like links for local SEO, and they are required through a process of registering for a website. That's what it involves. It involves going to the website, signing up, claiming your business, getting some code or password, and claiming the listing. Now, I do not recommend dentists do this themselves. This is very complicated. It takes a long time. I wouldn't have one of your low-level team members do this. It's going to cost you way too much money, and you're going to screw it up. A couple companies that would avoid using are Yext, Local One, and eGumball. Those are three companies out there that do not do good at this. Okay? And there's another one that Everyday Health has a version of this that can really, really screw things up. And I've had to take my clients and really change the way they're doing things because of screw-ups by those companies. The more places your business is cited, the easier it is for search engines to find and trust your business and the more confidence it has to put you higher on the search engines. So what the most important thing is that the information, the name, address, and phone number, known as NAP, name, address, and phone number, needs to be exactly the same on every site to be consistent. And if they match, Google sees it as a verified listing and boosts you higher. So you've got to consider these. Suite or S-T-E, Pennsylvania or P-A, and or the and signs, company or C-O, and then street or S-T. If possible, you also want to have an address on every web page. I already talked about it being at the top of the page, but for Google, you want it at the bottom in the footer. Very important. Very important. So some top, top citation sources for dentists. Yelp, Yellow Pages, and YouTube. Healthgrade, Superpages, Dr. Google, and Dexnose, Yahoo, Facebooks, and Angie's List. These are some of the more important ones that you need to be on. So now that we've talked about Google and local search, the one thing we have to add to that is online reputation. So as many of you do yourself, people, when you go to a hotel and you, you check out TripAdvisor, when you go to a restaurant and you check out Zagat, when you go to a movie, you check out Rotten Tomatoes, or should be checking out Rotten Tomatoes. Roger Ebert's no longer here. Um, opinions and consumer reports for electronics and appliances, but you always go to check out review sites before you make a purchase. Is there anybody in this room that doesn't go to check out reviews before they make a purchase out there nowadays? Nobody does. Very few people do. So you have to understand that when people are looking for a dentist, they check out reviews too. It takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. And that's by Warren Buffett, I guy immensely you know, want to idolize because of all the money he has. But that could be ruined in a nanosecond. That's all it takes is a nanosecond on the internet to destroy your reputation. Today, everyone's a publisher. Everybody has a megaphone wanting to talk about you and your practice. So you don't need an umbrella, a huge umbrella, protecting you from another bad review if you're proactive and not reactive. And I had a couple of people come up to me after my last session and said, yeah, I got these three or four bad reviews I can't get rid of. Yeah, because you're reacting to the bad reviews. You need to be proactive and start gathering reviews before this happens. And I like to say the early bird catches the worm. If you start doing this now, you won't have issues. If you wait, you'll have a lot of problems. And this has become my specialty. I have clients all over the country I help with online reputation. 
Reviews drive visits to your practice. Over the last four, five years, four years, I've gotten over 400 patients who mentioned to me that they came to me because of my reviews online. That's why they came to my office. And a great reputation equals more money. So your online reputation is called word of mouth 2.0 or online reputation-based marketing. So word of mouth 1.0 is between you know, two people at work. Word of mouth 2.0 is online. It can make or break your online presence and attract new patients, but a poor reputation can turn potential patients away. And now there are more than 120 websites that collect and republish reviews from patients. It's amazing the number of review sites that have popped up. Control your own destiny or someone else will. That's why you need to take action on this tomorrow. Or as Jack Welch said, someone else will. And Jack Welch is the CEO of GA, GE. Excuse me. So I like to call it word of mouse. That's what I like to be called because it's all based on the computer. Ignoring your reputation won't make it any better. So why should you care about asking for a review? Why do you care? These are some very important statistics. Traffic to the top 10 review sites grew 158% last year. 92% have more confidence in info found online than a sales clerk or other source. 75% do not believe advertisements tell the truth. 7 of 10 people who read a review share them with a friend, family, and coworker, amplifying their impact. Reviews can boost conversion plus or negative 20%. 89% trust online reviews from someone they do not know. Anonymous reviews. That's huge. 80% of online reviews are positive, and 70% 70 of patients would appreciate being asked about a review. So you need to ask your patients to start giving you feedback. I hate the word review. So review websites. Some of the ones you need to pay attention to are Google Plus Local, Yahoo Local, and Bing Local, the three local ones. Healthgrades.com, City Search, Insider Pages, and Judy's Book. Angie's List, which is an interesting one because you have to pay to be on the site and you have to pay to read the reviews. Demand Force and Rated Dentist, which are two companies who sell their services to dentists and they work well. They just only stay on their sites. Dr. Oogle, Hot Frog, a site called Rate MDs, which actually, believe it or not, has the most dental reviews. They should call it Rate DMD, but they don't. It has the most dental reviews of any website out there. And a new one called Doctor Base. There's, oh, I gave it away. So there's one I didn't mention, I'm sorry. And the one I didn't mention was Yelp. So let's talk about Yelp. People love us on Yelp. Real people, real reviews. Wrong. People hate us on Yelp. Real people, real awful reviews. I would stay away if you can. And here's why. Because they are running an extortion campaign. So this is what happens with Yelp. You get a couple of good reviews on Yelp. Sonia, hi, Dr. Talowitz. Sonia from Yelp. How are you doing today? Fine. Um, we see you got a couple of good reviews. Um, we want you to start paying 350 bucks a month to, uh, to like boost your presence online. No, you come up really high on Google right now. I got a couple of good reviews. Are you sure, Dr. Tao? Um, not using Yelp can be very detrimental to your business. That was a quote she said to me. No, thank you. Well, the next day, all my reviews came down. Every single one of them came down. And this is the current, what it looks like, which is two reviews, uh, and I got, excuse me, two stars, and I got, I think I got four or five reviews now. Well, I have 980-something reviews, so I'm not worried about this. But here's the thing. As you go through the reviews, here's Suzanne. She's got a nice, nice little novel she wrote. This isn't even a patient of mine. Uh, Jackie's a patient, but she said that I, something in here that I, I told her that if she doesn't get her fillings replaced, it will cause birth defects to her patients. I never said that. I would never say that. Um, 
But look at this. Then you go down here, and this is 20 filtered reviews. What's a filtered review? Well, check this out. You have to put this little robot in there to prove you're a real person. And then, boom, look, all my five-star reviews are hidden by Yelp because I'm not paying them for treatment. Here they go, all the way through. So they will, they will be detrimental to your business. I wrote a, a major article for Dentaltown on Yelp and how bad it could be for your business. Check it out if you want. But I would stay away from Yelp. I wouldn't deal with them. So check what this guy did. Come in and try the worst meatball sandwich that one guy in Yelp ever had in his life. <laughs> so that is a terrific sign that this guy came up with. And then this one here, check this one out. This is a San Francisco Chinese restaurant. Stop the bully, boycott Yelp. Our customers repeatedly tell us they have submitted very good reviews on our food and service, yet they never show up on reviews. We asked Yelp, we were told, perhaps you paid us to do Yelp ads, we can help you with this. We earn our good reviews, we will not pay bribes to Yelp to post them. So buyer beware when it comes to Yelp. I would not pay them for services. We actually had this displayed on my, on my office. Best kept secret award, this business has five-star filtered reviews, so people know that we have reviews that are filtered. So God Yelp us all. So um, they index in Google, so they steal away your business. They list tons of ads. So even if you pay them, you have ads for other dentists on your sites, which I would, can't believe. They filter out positive reviews. They have an ethical sales practices, and they're unavoidable, which is not really a ma matter anymore because Google Maps took over Apple again, so that doesn't matter anymore. So what to do about evil Yelp? You want to focus on Google reviews. You want to associate more content to push Yelp off the first page. That will never happen, unfortunately. And send only trusted Yelpers to review. So when people come in my office, in a second I'll show you, we give them a social media survey. And on there we ask them what sites they use. If someone tells me they use Yelp, which isn't that big in Philadelphia yet. If you're in San Francisco, I think everybody uses Yelp. But you only want to send trusted Yelpers, people who have been on Yelp and have a... This, like this woman here. This is... Uh, Suzanne, she's an elite. She's left like all the, like 126 reviews she left. Those reviews are going to stick. But anybody who's just a regular patient, like they have one review, they take them down. So, or you can give in and, and purchase their services, which I would never do. So that's been your little public service awareness of campaign on Yelp. So online reputation management, what do we do in our office? We ask and ask and ask our patients for feedback. I don't like asking for a review. I ask for feedback about their, our services. Our office culture now revolves around reputation. We give them a social media survey, as I mentioned. I also use a product called iSocial Reviews. We, this product comes with a product called Review Report Card, and we also give them a Google Plus flowchart. Now, I'll point out that this iSocial Reviews is a product that I actually helped create. So I'm going to show you how it works in our office. I usually give like a half-hour half demo, but I don't have time for that. If you have any interest on this program, you can come up to me afterwards. I'll be more than happy to show you how it works. But the most important thing, there are a lot of review programs out there, a lot of great review programs, but they are very difficult to have the patient fill out the review. They have long answers. They have long questions. You want to make it as easy as possible for the patient to fill out the review. Now, the easiest way used to be you send them an email through Demand Force or Lighthouse or Practice Activator or any of these companies, but only 3.8% of those, click, those people are actually clicking on that. Very few people are actually leaving reviews this way. Through my program in the last three or four months, I've gotten 140 reviews. Now, 140 reviews, guess how many people I asked? 140. Because we're doing it in your office. And this is an internal system that we created where the patients are going to be asked to share the review which you collected in the office already, which is the hardest part. 
they have to click a couple of mouse clicks and it's posted on Google. So this is the social media survey that we actually hand them when they come in the office. If you want a copy of this, you can take my card, you can email me, I'll email you a copy of the, of the card so you can see, and you can edit it to your liking. So this is iSocial Reviews, this is the product I helped create. This is what the patient sees when they're in the office, we put them in a computer or an iPad, and they sit here and they say, click here to rate our performance, and they get asked three questions. Depending on how they answer the questions, determine how the program works. So if they give you five or four stars, and if you're picking the right people in your office to do it, you're always going to get five or four stars. But if they get five or four stars, they're then asked for their name, their email address, their phone number, and then their feedback. That's what they're asked for. It takes them like two minutes to do. They click submit. It goes on your Facebook page automatically. Um, and they get an email saying, thank you for your feedback. Please share it with the world. Copy and paste your review into Google. It takes literally a couple clicks, and it's shared. So I told you I got 140 reviews through my program. About 25% of those have now been shared on various sites across the internet. Now let's say a patient gives you a bad review. They click, give you a one or two stars. It actually says, sorry, would you please tell us what happened? And then the patient says what happened, and you get a text message to your cell phone, and nobody else sees that review except you in your office. That review never goes out to the internet. We call it negative review engagement. It's an amazing program. It's actually one of eight ways to get a review is through in the office. We also do it through a mobile device. We hand patients reminder cards. Here's the mobile device they can use. Text a code to your cell phone, and they get the survey on their mobile device. There's eight different ways to get reviews through my program. I don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but I at least wanted to alert you to. This is how we get as many reviews as we do nowadays. At the end of every week, I get a review report card through my system. And it says, here's 952 reviews I have across the internet. And they give you a total grade on each site. They actually tell you if you have any duplicate listings. It does a lot of things for your office. This is the Google review flowchart that actually teaches them how to leave a review on Google Plus that we provide our patients as well in their packet that we send them. And if you want a copy of this, send me an email as well, and I'll be happy to send it to you. So the key here is to just ask for a review, or as I call it, ask for feedback. I think I woke everybody up, I'm sorry. So, um, so how do you deal with negative reviews? Relax, take a deep breath, it's not the end of the world. Unfortunately, we can't please everybody, it's bound to happen, we're dentists. Best defense is getting more positive reviews. Use the feedback constructively. If you're running late, and someone tells you, it means you're running late. Do not write angry rebuttals. Take a deep breath before you comment. I personally don't comment on any of the review sites. I don't, I don't want to start a war with patients online. So let me ask you, if you were looking for a limousine service in Philadelphia, would you ever use Dave's limousine? Of course not. Look, he's got a score of 2 out of 30 on Google. I've never seen that before in my entire life. I would never use this company. And, and look, he's got two, two stars on Yelp and two stars on, I mean, terrible, terrible reputation, this guy, this company. Patient sues dentist who charged him for bad reviews. Patient sues dentist. The dentist charged the patient $100 a day for a bad review that they left. So the patient sued the dentist. This had drastic effects for this office. Horrible PR. You don't want to do this. Doctor and dentist tell patients all your reviews belong to us. This was a local Philadelphia dentist by the name of Ken Serka who basically had his patients fill out a mutual privacy agreement which gave the practice copyright over anything written about it online. This patient got upset and wrote that long article about him, which went viral, and then overnight his reputation online was destroyed. 
This is a colleague of mine. You don't want your patients to do this. De uh, Portland dentist sues patient over internet posts. This is a dentist suing a patient now for leaving a bad review on three websites. Don't do this. This is like the Streisand effect. You're going to have all this negative publicity. You don't want that. This was really sad. This was um, a dentist in California by the name of Edward Dove. And he had this Facebook page created, We Hate Dr. Dove Bakersfield Dentist. And the, basically, the story goes, kid went in for a pediatric procedure. Kid was given a cocktail of, of whatever drugs, and it didn't work. And the kid had a terrible experience, horrible experience. And the dad basically came up with a site called We Hate Dr. Dove Bakersfield Dentist. And people started getting on the site. There was like 200 people, and they were posting photos of kids with handprints on their face from being held down and petechiae from crying so much. Well, they took that site down, Facebook, because they don't advocate hate. And they came up with another site called Bakersfield Dentist Does Not Rock. And here's the same thing. All these people posting stuff. Chris Cook was the dad's, the father of the kid. And then check this out. Just typing Dr. Dove into Facebook, let's investigate Dr. Dove. I hate Dr. Dove. I hate Dr. Dove. I mean, it's crazy what happened here. So here's the issues. Patient went, uh, patient went viral. Man who created it could not prove his story was true. HIPAA law prevents dentists from discussing it. The administrator would not give Dr. Dove access. And worst of all, it turns out only three people were members, actual patients of his. So this destroyed this guy's reputation. So I want to give you the good and the bad. Criticized dentists on Yelp get threatened with felony internet business defamation. This is the mother of some kid in Texas who said something bad on Yelp and the dentist threatened her with like felony defamation. Like you can't do that. This is not good. You don't want to do this. And this is probably the worst. You're a huge company like Samsung and you're putting fake reviews. This is what Samsung did and just came out in the news. You don't put fake reviews either. That's bad too. So let's talk about social media. There's a fundamental shift that's taken place in the way we communicate. What is the definition of social media? It's the use of electronic or internet tools for the purpose of sharing and discussing information and experience with other human beings. It includes web-based and mobile technology used to turn communication into interactive dialogue. The hell does that mean? Simply put, social media is any platform that facilitates communication amongst a group of people online. That's what it's about. You need to join the conversation. You need to be part of this. Many of you are not even part of this yet. Every good conversation starts with good listening, though. So one of the main focuses of social media is listening to what is being said about you online. A huge component. Listening. The primary purpose of social media is building trust and building solid relationships. The, and once you build a relationship, they're going to come into your office and spend money. It's not to sell dentistry. And that's a common problem with social media is people are trying to sell dentistry on it. Facebook is the dominating one. It's probably the biggest one out there. Highly recommend you use one. It's basically the best business contact is positive reviews and recommendations. And the content that influences engagement the most has 500 likes. So that's a number you want to shoot for. Only about 5% of the practices out there have 500 likes already. But that's one you want to focus on. So this is my Facebook page. You're going to see a common color scheme, a common, my headshot's all over the place. But at this time, we have like 700 and something likes. I think we're at 749 right now. So here's something I did. I, we're having a huge Invisalign promotion on Wednesday coming up. And I tried something. I put a promoted post on Facebook. I paid $200, and I promoted it. So this was $200 for this. 126 people like this. We had 48,000 people see the post, and 26 people called to make an appointment for my Invisalign night. 
just through this one post where I spent $200. So the, the Invisalign nights on Wednesday, if you come to one of, the, other of my seminars down the road, I'll have a lot of information on, on how this went viral and all about social media and running Invisalign days. This is enormous. I don't have the final numbers yet, obviously, but this is amazing, the response I got for 200 bucks. Google wanted to enter social media with Google plus local. Facebook wanted to enter search with Facebook graph search. So this is a new foray. Not everybody has this yet, but I wanted to show it to you. When people type into Facebook, dentists my friends like, all the dentists your friends like are going to pop up on the screen. Now, thank God my friends like me because I came up first. But here's dentists my friends have been to. So when people are checking into your office, it's become so important now because they can simply type dentists my friends have been to. Unfortunately, I'm not first here, but what can you do? So we give our patients a check-in form, which basically tells them to check into Facebook and gives them instructions on how to do this. So I can give you information on this as well as you want, if you want it. So like and share. You want people liking and sharing. Like and share everywhere, like Buzz and, and uh, what do you say? Twitter. I'm don't, not going to spend a lot of time on it. I use Twitter for two reasons. This is my Twitter page. Again, the same look, same color. Two reasons. To direct message a patient if I have their Twitter address because they respond faster than by text message or email. And we also send out alerts that we have a hygiene opening and the first person to take the appointment gets 10% off. Usually five minutes later, the appointment's booked. So it's an amazing way to send stuff out immediately. Google is now indexing Twitter conversations now. Heads up with that. YouTube. Probably, I think, is probably the most important site more than Facebook now. There's nothing better than seeing a visual testimonial from someone happy about your practice. It's now the number two search engine ahead of Google, Bing, uh, Google, excuse me, ahead of Bing, Yahoo, and AOL combined. This is my uh, YouTube page. Here's a video by Gene, which I would love to show you. It's like two minutes long. It's way too long. This is one by Nicole. I'll show you that in a second. But this is one by Laura. This is, this is what my YouTube channel looks like. Again, same color, same everything. This is Laura, not a good still shot of her. But Laura's gave me a testimony on veneers, and four days later, four days later, it was on page one of Google. Four days. That's how fast with videos you can get to the top of Google. So check this out. Hi, my name is Nicole Smith. Um, I've been a patient of Dr. Tiles for about a year and a half. I came in for Invisalign, and I just finished all my treatments, and I just got my whitening done. I love, love, love this office. The people here are friendly, had great service, great results. As you can see, my smile is beautiful. Teeth are nice and white and straight, and I'm very happy. I recently moved to North Carolina, um, but I came back here to just get my whitening done, and I'm going to be coming back frequently to get my teeth cleaned because I love it so much here. I recommend anybody come to this office. It's great. So that was one minute long, and I was watching everybody's faces, and everybody goes, that's the response you want. This takes a minute. I do all these myself in the office. This is my chair in my office. I sit in the patient chair in my personal office, take out my iPhone, ask them to speak. I don't ask them any questions. That's unedited. It takes about a minute. You need to start doing this. Blogging. To blog or not to blog, that is the question. So I like to blog because blog represents the best clear, uh, chance for companies to inform the conversation. Now, your patients may not read it, but I guarantee if you blog, Google, Yahoo, and Bing will always read your blog posts, and that's the most important thing. So this is what my blog looks like. Um, it matches this, the, the branding and the tone of every other site. I will tell you, if you want a nice branded social media campaign, the, one of the best companies to use is My Social Practice. Great company out of Utah, My Social Practice. They're in your packet that you have. Make sure you get a packet. Pinterest. Who's on Pinterest? Raise your hand. All women. There you go. Perfect. Just what you want to see. So here's my pin board. 
Um, I, I pin a lot. This is just an early picture of me pinning, but I put this pin up. It's all about pinning and having a pin board, and it's all about photos. But this is, the, this is a um, uh, Invisalign before and after I put up on Vaughn, and literally the next day I got a patient called because she wanted to lose 20 pounds. Um, this is Vaughn, and she lost 20 pounds. A, a, a dramatic, dramatic change. Pinterest has the number one referral traffic from all social media sites to your site. It's amazing. So this is social media explained. Uh, Twitter, I need to pee. Facebook, I peed. Foursquare, which is a check-in place, this is where I pee. LinkedIn, I pee well for networking. Instagram, me, me in the mirror after I peed. YouTube, check out my pee, it's video. This is Reddit, it's about, I don't know what Reddit is. Uh, this is Tumblr, reblog this if you pee. MySpace, which is really old, I used to pee my pants. And this is Google Plus Local, which is why is no one else peeing with me, because it's all about hanging out together on, on the internet. So that's social media in a nutshell. So mobile media. Mobile is not the exception, it's the rule. You need to be there. You must, must have a mobile site. 50% of local search is now mobile according to Google. So this is my site made into mobile. Again, same colors, same everything. You do not want this to look like. These are a couple of people. This is Flash. We talked about this. You don't want to have this come up when you go to your mobile site. This is Flash because they don't have a real site. This is a client of mine in Illinois. He has an enormous website, and this is one corner of the website because he has, doesn't have a mobile site. This is bad for traffic. So five reasons you need a website. Over 50% of all searches are made from a mobile device. Mobile users take action. 44% of searchers took action on a service. Mobile websites load six times faster. People have a short attention span. Improved SEO and a much better user experience. Not only do you need a mobile site, but I truly believe you all need mobile apps. This is a mobile app through a company called Kick Your Apps. It's called DDS App. They create a, it's like 750 bucks, a one-time fee for this app. It gives you a ton of information about your office. If you have it on a phone that has a GPS, it takes them right to your office. They'll never be late. They'll never get stuck in traffic. It directs them around. There's even an emergency thing where they can send a photo to my cell phone of an emergency they're having. It gives you great, great information. Patients love it. This is what it looks like here with my headshot again. So, in conclusions, game plan. Make the commitment to make marketing a priority. Start by developing a great website. Be sure to focus on local search. You need to be found. Set up Google Plus Local. Reviews, reviews, reviews. Get them to Google, Facebook, and etc. Start slowly. I think Facebook and YouTube are the most important ones. Pinterest is growing. Blogging more than Twitter. And get a mobile site. An interactive uh, website is an absolute must. A well-established and maintained online reputation is so important to attracting new patients to your practice. Video is the future, start using it. A great website is one thing, you need SEO to be found though. Local search needs to be your focus, and mobile is the rule, not the exception. Social media is very powerful, it can grow your practice for pennies on the dollar compared to traditional advertising. Social media is instant word of mouth, it's not a fad, it's here to stay. Remember, please remember that Rome was not built in the day. This takes a long time, folks. I've been doing this a very long time. Take the time to set things up and it will pay off in the end. And dental practices to provide these things on an ongoing basis are destined for success. Those who do not will struggle. Whew. So, that's an hour and three minutes. We went over by three minutes. Sorry, guys. Uh, it was that guy who asked that one question threw me off. No, I'm just joking.
Um, anyway, I, I hope I, you know, I inspired you. I hope everybody can leave today with, with some you know, pearl about doing it. I have some information. I have my business cards. I'm not going anywhere. If you want to come up, please come up and talk to me. Thank you for your time and attention. Enjoy the rest of your summit.